Three, one, two, three, go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grief Burrito. We talk games? No, we need it bigger than that. Give me like a we talk games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we talk games. Huh, and old games too. And what are we doing today, Jordan? We are talking about rose-tinted glasses and how we feel about old games and whether they live up, aren't we? Whether they live up you tell to me. the hype. I think they do. I think they might. They I might not, though. I was telling you. I was asking I you. I was asking. <laughs> what the fuck is this intro? Let's go. Play the music. <laughs> okay. Hey everyone, I'm Harrison. And I'm Jordan. And today on episode 108, if I am correct, looking at my notes, because I'm not sure as I wrote 109. It actually is. It is indeed. You may have heard in the intro that we're going to be talking about retro games and if the nostalgia goggles keep them shiny and new in our memories, as some people think that the older games aren't as good as you remember, but I feel slightly higher on them, I think, from the ones that I've played recently. Um, I personally have been going back through my retro collection during lockdown because I've been struggling to get into games again, Jordan. I've been starting games and been like, ah, nothing's catching me. Nothing's making me feel the hype. Nothing. It's all making me feel blue. It ain't making me feel rosy tinted. I'm using the filters because I I found. Um, (laughs) So I believe you've been going through them as well. So tell the listeners why. Actually, I played a little bit of Control uh yesterday oh, okay. and the day before yeah and it's really good control is I, brilliant I don't know why i slept on it mm-hmm. yeah i just I, i'm in the jukebox bit and i regret it because it's optional i don't know why i did it that's so where i'm up to why. and i'm stuck because it's real fucking hard yeah i just like i want to leave yeah <laughs> like, i just want to like, leave the expedition is lost i'm like fuck him <laughs> thank I, god i've been here like i've been here like three hours i don't give a shit yeah, no, um, it, it's a good yeah. game though. Very good. If anyone hasn't tried Control yet, I know Pixie Podcast was talking about it the other week. I highly, highly recommend it. It looks beautiful, doesn't it? Like the cinematography oh, yeah. in it is just, it's like a movie. It's great. Oh, I'm in love with Jessie as well. Really? She's like fierce. She is <laughs> amazing. Fierce fuck. She is pretty fierce. <laughs> I want her to, to defend me against the hiss. That sounds like some hiss kind of sexual me. disease. I'm going to move past that. Yes. So I've been playing more retro games recently mm-hmm. because after we had the incredible Brandon on from yep. Retro Dodo on mm-hmm. YouTube, he very kindly sent me through one of the RG351Ps. He did. Which is so well named. Incredibly kind of him. <laughs> Lovely man. And it rolls off the tongue. It does. And I've been messing about with that for a little bit. So I've been playing a bunch of these retro games on the handheld. And mm-hmm. I think some of them don't really live up, but some of them really do. Okay. So one of the ones I've been playing was Sonic the Hedgehog, which has taught me two yes. things, Harrison. Yes. Blast processing is amazing. Blast pro? And... I fucking suck at Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is hard. When I went back and played it for a stream, I did a stream for Nostalgia Gaming Club on Facebook. They asked me if I'd do a, a stream straight to Facebook for them. And yeah. I played, I think it was Sonic 2 I played. Is this when you gave it the wrong name on the stream? You put the wrong game name on? No, no, that was it didn't update for some reason. This was the one where it... Uh, <laughs> Uh, OBS. No, this one did work. Yeah, this one worked, but it made my voice high on the Facebook stream. On Twitch, it was fine. Oh, no, I remember. Do you remember? This. It was. I mean, it raised yeah. my voice like two octaves. So I was like, "Oh, the fucking Sonic the Hedgehog!" 
Yeah, I don't know what why it did it, but people were laughing in the chat, and I was like, I don't know why. Sonic the hoo ha. Sonic the hoo ha. Sonic the hoo ha. Oh no. Uh, but yeah, it was it was hard. It was the movement speed of it. I I actually yeah. struggled with. Um, I kept falling in pits, falling in holes. I feel like my old man response isn't as good as it used to be when I was young. Like, is that what you struggled with as well? Kind of, yeah. I think it's just the lack of playing. Because I used to love Sonic when I was younger. I've just mm-hmm. not played it in so long. I think I, I don't play many side scrollers either at, okay. at the minute. So I'm just really out of practice with it so a friend of mine played it and she was fucking amazing she like knew all the secrets how to get everywhere proper put me to shame and i was like well i'm on a uh, i'm half of a video game podcast yeah and i am shit at this you better step it up it's absolutely schooled me yeah good i'm gonna have a rematch with her you should you should not, us... not a not a fucking versus game but you know we'll give it a go <laughs> you can make it a versus game I, uh, I don't think I've ever got to the end. Punching each other while we're playing it. Uh, <laughs> I prefer no. Strip Sonic, personally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I ever have. It's one of those things where uh, you get to the water levels and it gets a bit much and oh, you never yeah. go back. Yeah, you but get yeah, to the music uh, where it's like dun 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 when you're underwater. Yes, it's just too much exactly. stress to deal with. The music in those games is absolutely banging as well. Banging! You know, so good. Banging! There's a great but remix wanna... of Chemical Zone on YouTube at the moment. That is a shout. Send that over to me. I will. I'll stick it, it, it in the show notes. Yeah. Faux show. Faux show notes. Ha ha. <laughs> so I think I'm going to put this to you. Okay. And I want you to tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Tell. I want you to tell, tell me why. Um, <laughs> I ain't saying that. It's... Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so I think nostalgia is the main reason why people really like old games. Nostalgia? I think n- nostalgia. You said nostalgia. I'm sure you said no soldier then. I, I <laughs> the soldier boy. Uh, I I don't think I did, but I might have. If I did, I'm cutting it. I'm, so, no, I'm gonna replay it. I'm gonna edit the first bit. Remember? <laughs> I think the soldier, the soldier, the soldier. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So I never played a Final Fantasy game. Okay. I have not at any point in my life played a Final Fantasy game, and I feel like seeing them. I don't think I'd enjoy them very much. Not because I'm not a fan of JRPGs, just because the the old games like Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I'm sure again, like uh, what's the example I always use for films? Alien, because I've got no yes. nostalgia for it. I'm sure it was groundbreaking at the time, but now it's just kind of like ah, whatever. But it's yeah. the same with okay. the, what I'd imagine, kind of like Citizen Kane as a movie it introduced mm-hmm. so many of these standardizations in film that you know that was the first one that did them a lot of gaming wouldn't be the same without final fantasy 7 so i yeah. can give it that okay but at the same time i still don't enjoy I, I don't think i'd enjoy it like the original fallout game it's really slow and cumbersome and weird it's a top-down but, one right uh the it's isometric isometric one. is it yeah yeah and that's Again, I think it's just nostalgia for a lot of people. People swear by it, but as someone who's 26, when did I, I can't remember when the original Fallout came out. Oh, but I yeah, it's know. just not even that. I, I don't think I could play through it. I've tried a few times, but I just can't. But Sonic, I have a massive fondness for it. And if I don't know with Sonic if that's the reason I like it so much or whether it is just really good and holds up nowadays. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of hard to think about it from from that point of view. Like... 
when I when I think of Sonic, I think of being a kid and watching the cartoon and having like one of the comics. I I only had one comic and it had like games to find the Chaos Emeralds in it and then I'm playing the Sega at my friend's house. So in my head, it's very like, oh, it's like a childhood moment. It's like a, a crystallized moment of my childhood, like to yeah. play Sonic. I'm playing do it you? now. Sorry, go on. I, I just remembered something. Yeah. So do you have... Oh, it's going to sound really weird. I might have to cut this. Okay. Do you have a specific, like, feeling that certain games gave you? Like, uh, a li- literal, like, you think back to it or you get a hint of it at some point as an adult. And literally, like, it's it's a really specific, like, feel. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's really difficult to explain. Like, it's like part of your brain's been sectioned out and, like, this this feeling is like associated to this game yeah i I think i agree there i think it 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 feels like one of those words that the germans would have a word for that no one else does you know like eckendy sprocken deutsch and it's like it means it's the smell of eating a croissant in the rain you know that kind of thing like there's no other specific thing uh so yeah playing bugs life on the ps1 for the first time (laughs) yeah (laughs) bugs yeah that's that (laughs) Uh, no, wow. I, I'm, I think I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I know the feeling that you're talking about, and it's there's different shades or colours of this feeling depending are, on the game. There are, they act, there actually are. Yes. What the fuck is this? What okay, have we discovered? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually glad that you brought up Final Fantasy VII because I, I put this question out to people on Reddit and on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And yep. uh, Matthew Joyner on Facebook, this was actually on the Zelda's Sacred Realm fan group, which is one of the Zelda groups that I put like some of the artwork that I did in. So I thought I'd stick it in there. He says, uh, I find that Zelda games still hold up very well after playing others in the series. This will come in later in the episode when I, when I talk about another game. Uh, he yep. said, the series that I find the most awful nostalgia goggles for uh, or from from other people is Final Fantasy, especially Final Fantasy VII. I would rate it maybe middle of the pack, but so many people who played it first think that it is so amazing. Final Fantasy IV uh, had a better tragedy, better story, characters and actually had classes and many more good points so i guess like he's saying there it depends on which one you played first and i think the age at which you play something can define an impact on you like like the first time i mean i'm trying to think of the first time that i get like say like mario 64 when i got that on the n64 obviously uh yeah to be no, yeah. on the on the Nintendo 458. Exactly. Uh yeah, to play that for the first time and I remember jumping in even just a 3D camera of like Lakitu flying down as Mario jumps out and you see him for the first time presented in 3D as he jumps out the pipe and it rotates around yeah. him and you realize right, I'm sort of free to wander now. And all you see in front of you is the castle and the bridge and it funnels you towards it like Nintendo are known for doing with their famous moving left to right in the first Mario game. They did pretty much the same thing, transitioning it to 3D. And then opening up when you get into like bob on Battlefield and you jump in through the painting and you see it ripple and like it's all these tactile sensations that it gave you from this 3D game that you'd never seen before. And I think yeah. because of that, again, it crystallizes that in your memory. And the color of that memory is red. The red of Mario's hat, if we're talking about colors. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, I wonder if that's why it's red for you. Is it literally just Mario's hat? I think it is. What yeah. Came first, Mario's cap or the color red association for you? Oh my god! I think it's the hat. Ah, oh! hat. It has. Yeah. Oh, Harrison's brain explodes. No, I mean I. I had that. What's that <laughs> mushy red mist? <laughs> what's that thing called uh, where you you associate like a smell with a number and stuff? Uh, I can't remember that. I can't remember. We've talked about it before. We have. Yeah, I I think of colors and numbers. Like four is yellow for me, and nine is dark red, and three is green. Like I, I it doesn't really compute. I do it with words and other words like Harrison and psychopath. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> An easy association. Uh, <laughs> indeed mm. do you do you feel like when did minecraft come out let's let's go down this path first i want to okay i'm gonna go to this way and then i might do a u-turn if it doesn't go the way i like okay uh, so when did minecraft come out i'm searching now for you let's see minecraft yeah. released uh initial release was 2011 10 years ago 2011 mm-hmm so that's right at the end of where I've kind of put these games. So my my games, uh, for for people listening, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, go from 1991 to 2011 in this little list here. Because I'm 26 years old. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1995. So, uh, sorry if I've just given anyone a heart attack. But those for me, even though 2011 was 10 years ago, that would still make me 16, which, you know, I think that's that's really sad but that's quite a while away for me obviously yeah. 10 years i'd still count that as something i could have nostalgia for yeah i think so what do you think yeah, yeah. i i, I still have nostalgia for like gears of war 3 like that point in my life was great i was at high school not a care in the world me and nick were playing games all the time you know there we go that, that that's that's absolutely fine with me mm-hmm. then so i'm going to keep this conversation going because it's gone the way i wanted. okay so, <laughs> I feel played. So, <laughs> either win competitions or I lose them because they're unfair. Exactly. That's how that works. How it works. I want you to know that, Harrison. Okay. It's a little bit of Andy Bernard knowledge from the office. <laughs> uh, so, when you get older, mm-hmm. I feel like stuff like uh, Gary's Mod and Minecraft, you kind of lose interest in it. Yeah. So, I have crazy amounts of nostalgia from playing both of those games. But now I look at it and anytime I try and play them, I just can't do anything with them because I I don't have that initial creativity. Okay. I don't know if it's just because I've got older or because I've burnt myself out on it so quick. Like when you first first launch up Minecraft, like I'm going to build a house, I'm going to build a barn and you just go through all the shit you're going to build. And then as soon as you try and go back to it when you hit over 25, I'm just like, fuck it, I have no idea. Like, I'm going to dig a pit find diamonds and i get bored or we play it with the discord which is pretty cool but yeah yeah i think going back and playing things in a group is like quite a big factor in it like i know that uh stew and effie and booth and all that they they all have a server as well and they play quite frequently and they've asked me to have a go with them but i i never got into minecraft i've never really played it and I tried and I was like, I don't think this is for me. And I think it's because I didn't have the initial nostalgic like hook to play the game Yeah. to then go back and play it now. And I, it just didn't, didn't is register. Is it a nostalgic hook there? Or is it that you... 
it's a difficult way to try and explain this. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's nostalgia. It's that you don't have that creative. You didn't initially sink 30 hours into it really early on. And now it's not a nostalgic thing. It's just you remember it being good. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. I'm trying to think of how to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you've had a positive experience opposed to being brainwashed into it by nostalgia. Brainwashed. If that makes sense. Such a harsh like, term. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I went for brainwashed, but you've not got, you've not had that initial dopamine hit. So you're not clawing back like some kind of addict. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not chasing the dragon. Yeah. Okay. The, the exactly. end of dragon. Yeah. Chase it. Exactly. Damn it. It's not quite <laughs> much to get there. Yeah. I, I think I, I could, I could see that. I, I, I think I agree with you there. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's any games that, because like one, the, the first game that I put on my list is uh, Lilac Wars, which is Star Fox 64, which obviously we both played uh, yeah. a while back. And I think, I, I, I think that game... St- you say I stink. I, stink. I, I mixed I still and I think. I stink. <laughs> I stink and I, and I still think that it's, uh, it's still a good game. Like regardless, like you played it for the first time and you still enjoyed it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Are you okay? Did that still get you? I'm still alive. I stink. Moving on. <laughs> you should have just left me with that. You should have just left. <laughs> oh, go okay, on. No. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's go okay. On. Don't you worry about it, mate. No. Uh, so, yeah, you played it for the first time when we played Like yeah. That Wars, and you enjoyed it. And well, I- I'm telling you, well, you enjoyed it. <laughs> The first thing I played like that was actually... Um, ah, yes. X... Zodiac. Not Machina. Zodiac, yes. Yeah. That's the first Star Fox-like game I've ever, I ever played. Made by our good friend Ben. Please go check out Exodiac yes. on uh, Twitter and everywhere else. He just released a new video for it, by the way. Hey, Ben! Hi, ben. If you see this, hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Yeah, he, he released like ben. Uh, a new trailer for it for the new stuff he's going to release. It looks fucking sick. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm very excited for this game. It does game. look amazing. If you guys like Star Fox, go check out Exodiac. Seriously, it's a brilliant, brilliant homage. A love letter to those homage. guys. Homage. Homage. I don't know why fromage. I went Frank. I don't know. I know I said Frank instead of France. Frank, see, French. we're all messing up our words here. What is happening? Is there a no idea. gas leak? I think there might be. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we, we played Star Fox. We enjoyed it. And I think that it's still a game that even without the nostalgia of it, it still is a fun game to play. And I think, though, that the nostalgia drives it home. It's like it, it replaying it solidified it as one of my favorite games, which I was surprised about. Because obviously since playing Star Fox on the N64, I've played a hell of a lot of games. Like I've played easily 100 games this year. Or sorry, the past year and a half, I'll say, because obviously because of lockdown and Ooh. all Game Pass and all that sort of stuff. And Jack Harrison with all these free time. All these free games. I know. I had to close <laughs> my business, didn't I? It wasn't all fun and games. I had to sit yeah. there. <laughs> it's not all fun and games. Just mainly fun and games. Just mainly games. It literally is. <laughs> mainly fun and playing games. It is. it is. Are you okay, Jordan? I'm worried about you. Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm fine. I just Shut up. <laughs> I want to play. F- I want to have fun and play games. Oh, uh, you're saying you woke up early, by the way, today. I just want to take a slight yeah. tangent to tell you that I woke up today, uh, not yet today, sorry, yesterday, with the most efficient alarm clock there is. 
a leg cramp that was so bad, I spoke <laughs> I to it like meant. a big man in prison. I actually said out loud, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what you were going to say. Like, the most efficient alarm clock ever. I was like, so it's not going to be a real like Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> Fuck me. No, no. Um, but no, it's just like leg cramp. Ah, ah. the most efficient. It was Pain. so bad, though. Like, I had please to get out no. of bed. I literally said, please, no. I spoke to it. And then I felt yeah. really stupid after, because I was like, did anyone hear me in the other room? <laughs> that's that's uh, pretty good. I, I like that. But that I, made me laugh. I, Thank I, you. I digress. No worries. No worries. Um, so let's get back <laughs> to games. So I, I was trying to think through what makes it nostalgic and what makes it still work now from a modern gaming perspective. And I think yeah. that the main thing that I found is that games back then obviously had design limitations, whether it's because of the hardware or the control or, I don't know, the display, the graphics, whatever it is. And I think that it's not necessarily a bad thing. So I definitely think it plays to some game's strengths. And Star Fox was one that I think was a great example because of its smaller yeah. scope. Like, that, it takes away a lot of the movement from the player, I mean, you can move up, down, left and right, and you can shoot and boost and do a flip, but it, it takes away even your forward momentum that now the, the computer controls that, you know? And I think that doing that, let them focus on the, the levels themselves and what they wanted to do with the bosses and how you wanted to interact with the environment on that constant momentum. And, like, do you think that... Well, I should probably say what a scope is for listeners in case this is your first episode. A scope is like when you're designing a game, what you're planning to do with it when you're designing it if you have enough time. And whether... Is that the best way to describe it, Jordan? <laughs> to get the most I, out of I the game like that you're making? Pretty much. You set the scope and you say, right, what what are we going to have happen in this game what are the mechanics what are you know yeah and what, what time what frame we have we got for development within this yeah yeah and then things get taken out so you have your scope and mm -hmm. then you take things out as time constraints start pressing in on you that's right and as carlos um, said he's he's worked in games where they've cut out 80 percent and you get the 20 percent. something yeah always it's a shame so do you think I, that having um, like more succinct game loops or a smaller scope is something that's a benefit when looking at nostalgia. I th yeah, I think that is a very, very good point that I'd not really considered. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at old games, they don't try and do multiple things. They just try and do the one thing well, which in yeah. a lot of cases, like Star Fox or like, like it was, mm -hmm. uh, does a really good job because it's so condensed that... You know, you've got all these secret paths you can take and things like that. So yeah. Bits are destructible. You can do little, you know, get little bits of dialogue because everything's so compressed and streamlined and so tight in terms of like playing it. There's not really much to dislike. Mm -hmm. That's right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you play something like Skyrim's a prime example mm -hmm. where they tried to fit loads of stuff into it and it just didn't work. It fell over. They should have just stuck with what they did before with Oblivion. Um, which brings me nicely on to Oblivion, oh, which nice. is one of my... It's my favourite of the Elder Scrolls games and Fallout series. Okay. Uh, out of any of the games made by Bethesda, Oblivion's probably my favourite. Right, okay. Uh, Fallout 3 is next. And so then I was surprised. I thought Fallout 3 would have been the best. Also, nice segue, by the way. I was very impressed with that. Thank, 
thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like it kind of takes away from it when we're like, you know what? I'm just going to shake my dick about this. Yeah, I did this really well. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was such an interesting game. And I've said this like a hundred times on the podcast. It's mm-hmm. that Skyrim's got the issue of that it's not as interesting as Oblivion. There's like a murder mystery quest in Oblivion, like a who done it. Um, obviously, you done it. <gasps> the who done it? Spoilers. So uh, <laughs> it's the you that done it. <gasps> this who done it? And uh, everything within Skyrim just feels like a fetch quest. But I get that they're trying to squeeze as much as they can into this game and give it robust systems. Yeah. Oblivion, even though it's a bit simpler, feels a lot more fleshed out in ways. Uh, okay. Like there was the fight arena, which was really cool. Shivering Isles DLC, amazing. It and it didn't take itself too seriously either. You'll be aware, obviously. There's a really I, I don't know if this was intentional. Probably not. There's a bit <laughs> where uh, you're talking to an NPC and you hear them towards the end of what they're saying. They just go, "Ah, I think I messed that up. Can I try again?" <laughs> really? Is that <laughs> yeah. in there? Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. Acting, yeah. I didn't That's know that. Like, yeah. I. It's one of those where I really, really... Oblivion's still my favorite, but I don't... Again, I don't know if that's nostalgia mm-hmm. or because it is just technically... Well, not it's obviously technically not the better game, but yeah. through everything you do in it, it's more interesting. Like, there's a set of shoes you get in it called the Boots of Spring uh, Heel Jack. Okay. Which, like, you jump really high, but you lose them during part of a quest. Ah. Oh. Because you fall down, like, a massive chimney and the boots break. But there's, I can't think of a single item like that in Skyrim. There's like the cowl of the grey fox is like this really infamous thief mm-hmm. in Oblivion. And then you supposedly meet the grey fox in Skyrim, I think, but you don't get the cowl. Like oh, that's it's, lame. It's hood. And it's like all this stuff was previously there. It's not difficult to write it into the next game. Yeah. You know, this is stuff people really liked in the old series. Um, it's just the just the shame things change like that. But again, I'm sure kids who grew up with Skyrim today, mm-hmm. they'll love whatever they'll love it in the next ten, fifteen years. So with uh with um Oblivion, did you yeah. get hyped like leading up to it? Did you get hyped? No. No? I didn't know it existed. I oh. picked it up one day, played fifteen, twenty minutes, didn't like it, then thought about it. And then went back to it and then didn't turn it off. I went home. I was like, hmm, maybe I did like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was it. I was like, I don't fucking get this game. Because I was like an arrogant teenager. Uh, And then I I played through it, played a little bit more. And then I was hooked. And it's still one of my favorite games of all time. Right, cool. There's also a really weird phenomenon. Phenomena. Phenomenomena. Phenomenomena. With, have you ever played a spin-off game? of a series that you thought was better than the proper game? Ooh, okay. That is a great question, Mr. J-Man. I... Because... Yes, I think I have. have. Okay. Do you want my answer or are you going to go? Were you just segueing and not even going to care about what I had to say? (laughs) No, of course. (laughs) I've got got two of them and I've I've only just thought about this because I've I've just seen the two on my list. What's yours? Because I'm really interested to see what it could be. Mine was back in the day of the Game Boy yeah. Advanced, uh, which I played on, I think it was the Game Boy Advance SP, my little folding boy. little black clamshell Game Boy with the inbuilt oh, yeah. light. It's so good. Oh, it's great. I've still got it somewhere. 
Yeah, it was Mega Man X3, I think. It was either, either X3 okay. or X4. Uh, and in this one, you didn't even play as Mega Man. You played as Zero, which is a side yeah. character. And all those Game Boy ones, they'd made a full series where you only played as Zero. And the oh, it was great. Like You had a green laser sword as well as your gun, and you upgraded yourself loads, and you could do up your armor. It was like, this is brilliant. And they didn't do it anymore. Right? It's what, sorry? It was more Metroid-y to a degree, wasn't Not Metroid. Yeah, Metroid. uh, Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah, because you're upgrading yourself and going through different areas. Yeah, and they these were made by Capcom. Like, a lot of people don't seem to realize that Capcom were making a lot of games for the Game Boy at the time. Like, they made a couple of Zelda games as well, and they were fucking great Zelda games. Which was the... Was Minish Cap one of them? I think Minish Cap was. I know for sure the Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons were. And Minish Cap was a 10 out of 10 game. Straight up. Get out of 10. Yeah, I've not played I that one properly. I will not be told otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's you one I'm actually thinking of going back and it. playing. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Your math is Minish wrong. Minish Cap wasn't that. You fucking get out. Uh, yeah, Minish Cap's amazing. Honestly, give it a go. It's got talking cap. Exactly. What more do you need? Talking hat. Nothing. I'm in. Literally nothing more. Literally not one. You can die happy seeing that. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> You're a very easy man to please. <laughs> I really am not. Uh, oh, I know. I know. I've done this podcast I, with you for like two years now. Like, I know. I know. Tell yeah, me about your not, game. I wasn't so much telling you for you. I was telling the listeners. <laughs> they might not be aware how difficult I am to please. Now it's gone sexual. Let's move on. Speaking of things that have turned sexual, Duke Nukem's one of them. Duke oh, Nukem, okay. The Manhattan Project. It's come up a lot, which Duke was, Nukem, recently, hasn't he? Yeah. It's uh, 2002, Duke Nukem side-scrolling. What? 2.5D. No. 2.5 dimensions, 2.5! Two and a little bit of a more dimension! <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up. Two and a half! By <laughs> so, uh, 2.5D... Uh, 2.5D is basically like Abe's Odyssey. So you have a left to right or right to left, whatever. You've got one track and then you've got other tracks you can access in the background and in the foreground. Uh, You know, bits of puzzles, stuff like that. It was a Duke Nukem game, so it was a bit simpler. And I remember playing it a long time ago, a long, long time ago on a shitty laptop when I was a kid. And I fucking loved it. It was awesome because all I'd played up to that point was like Duke Nukem 3D. And those games yeah. weren't great because I'd played 3D games when I was a kid. So I was like, what? <laughs> this is 2D? What? You can suck my dick. Well, yeah, it was it was like Doom 2D, you know, original yeah, yeah. 3D, mm-hmm. 3D, 2D, whatever. Um, and then there was also Twisted Metal Small Brawl, which came out the year before in 2001. Small Brawl. So it was Twisted Metal Small Brawl, small, like little. And then brawl is in fight, so it's small yes. fight. Uh, oh, I heard you. I was just—I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it's—it's uh, it's basically uh, the instead of being convicts or police or whoever the main characters are, a fucking guy who drives around in a an ice cream truck with a flaming head and a machete. Oh yeah. You instead play as kids with remote control cars. And, oh okay. Yeah, the full motion video—not full motion video. The, the like CGI they did for it is really fucking weird. But yeah, it just that was the one that really didn't live up to me. Because oh, we're talking right. about rose-tated glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And we just kind of went away from that pretty quick. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wanted to come at this as the guise of like, 
I don't always think that nostalgia goggles are a thing. Yeah. Like, no, you're right. I agree. It's a term that I think a lot of people throw around, and I don't always think yeah. that it's necessarily true for a lot of things. Like, a game can mean a lot to someone because of the experience they had with it of the age. And I think going back and playing something and feeling like you're that kid again is... That's is that whole not nostalgia? I don't know. I, <laughs> you I don't just know described nostalgia, Harrison. <laughs> is that the actual term? Feeling like you're a kid I'm again? I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm pretty sure it's like you're reliving those experiences. And that's... A, that's well, let me I thought fa- nostalgia like, was the I longing. I, say... I thought it was the longing for it. Okay, Google, define nostalgia. Not done that in a while. Live yeah. asked Google something. <laughs> no, no. It, it thought I said define discharge. Very, very different. That Please could don't. not be any further from what I was uh, trying to ask. I'll, I'll ask it. <laughs> okay, Google, define nostalgia. If it comes up with discharge for Here's you as the well. Definition of nostalgia: a sentimental longing or wistful affection for a period in the past. There you go. Sentimental longing or wistful affection for a period in the past. It's wistful affection, isn't it? Yeah. So I think you're Wispy. right. You are right in that there, there are... Your definition was correct and also the other people have it as well. I didn't realize it was both. I thought it was one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I think it is. A lot of it is nostalgia and that's completely fair. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just that some games... Yeah. You I don't, don't think, think it's being blinded for. by it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't think people are always blinded by nostalgia to enjoy something. I think yeah. that a game can be good regard like Star Fox. Like it's still a good game, but oh, it just it elevates it that up. it's like it just solidifies that it's a great game, you know? Yeah, it's like again, it's like Alien for me. I do not like Alien. Mm-hmm. Think it's a shit film. However, love the thing. And I yeah. watched them both within like two weeks of each other for the yeah, first time. We, yeah, back to back I think we watched them. Yeah, it's pretty... Oh, did we watch them on the same day, actually? No, I mean, like, as in a week apart, like, oh, movie I see. nights. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, wow, I got that wrong. Yeah. No, yeah. The Thing is a brilliant one. That's a great one. Do you think, Harrison, I'm going to put another thing to you here. I'm going to put okay. another thing to you. Uh, a lot of questions today. <laughs> Do you think you are more patient now than you were as a child? No. I thought firm, you were going to say yes, and I was no. I was ready to be like, you're fucking wrong. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I am definitely not. And I think this comes down to, this is something me and Stu were talking about the other day, actually, because uh, he's also struggling with playing a lot of modern games. And we're finding that I think there is too much choice, and it's making us less patient <laughs> to stick with the game. <laughs> there is too much choice. It's like Netflix. Netflix yeah. is making you grow up. Kids I, grow up with I uh, never the even, inability to make decisions and stick with things. It Fucking is. commitment issues caused by Netflix. It is. It's like Netflix and chill and you break up afterwards. It's, it's fucking shit. Like, I that's, can't that's, even that, watch that's anything. That's casual sex, Harrison. Well, I know. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> even watch them on Netflix. I, don't, I can't even... I sit for longer in the menu trying to choose something and then I just turn yes. it off. Yes. I... <laughs> I completely agree. I think that's the worst thing about Netflix is there's too much choice. Yeah. I have nostalgia for Blockbuster. I want to go and look and be like, oh shit. <laughs> I, I want that, back. but the box is Take gone. Me back. I'm yeah. so wistful. I'm so wispy uh, about block- Blockbuster. Wispy. <laughs> yeah. 
It's so whimsical. I hate whimsy. I hate so, whimsy. The reason I ask you this is because mm-hmm. when was the last time you tried to play through the introduction of a Pokemon game? A while ago. However, I'm thinking of playing Pokemon Blue again. It takes a fair while and you move really fucking slow. You do. When did you last do it? Uh, I did the intro to both Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Ruby the other day and then realized that the the uh, emulator hadn't saved either of them. Uh, so I lost about two hours worth. Uh, <laughs> An hour in each, which sucks. And that's, I am so impatient nowadays that I don't want to go back and redo them. Yeah, I think as a kid, we'll stick with things a lot more. And I think, though, if you think back to being a kid, you might have only had four Game Boy games. Well, that's it. Yeah, you didn't have much of a choice, to be fair. You know, when I was stuck with... How many Steam games do I have? Dr. (laughs) Franken. When I was stuck with Dr. Franken on the original Game Boy, the DMG Game Boy, the big grey boy, check that shit out. That game was hard (laughs) as balls! I never got very far in that. And when I got Pokemon Blue, I was like, oh, a whole new world. All this place to adventure in, you know? All these little exactly. Pokemans to put in my pocket. That burp was awful. I'm so sorry. That tasted so bad. Is that a burp? I thought it was weird feedback. No, that was an awful burp. Oh, my God. That tastes... T- I, I can't, I can't I even tell shocked. you what it tastes like. I, I'm shocked by the, the smell my throat just made. I can't even tell you what that taste was. I can't... If you ask me in parts, like, was it, you know, was a bit of garlic in there, a bit of tea, you know, something, I couldn't tell you what the ingredients to that were. That's really nasty. I'm going to make it... I'm going to put my yellow filter and my blue filter together and I'm going to make a green filter (laughs) and we're all going to feel sick together. (laughs) I'm cutting that bit. It's just going to be you like, oh. Oh. So don't explain it and just I, have me with the green filter <laughs> exactly just hard cut yeah i have 644 steam games and See, that's too however, many games however many on the rg351p however many in my uh epic and in my you know all these different games and mm-hmm. the ones that i've owned over my lifetime that is a lot of games when i was a kid I did not have that much choice, and I feel like I was better. I feel like Carl Pilkinson. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this. I'm I mean, you sound like, a lot we, like him. <laughs> how dare you? It's not a time, isn't it? So if you were looking now... Sorry, I just keep asking you questions. I know. If you were looking now, and I said to you, where do you think your nostalgia ends age-wise? Or what year do you think? Ooh. You could look back and go, I don't have nostalgia past this point. Don't say yesterday. All my troubles seem so far <laughs> away. Uh, no, I think... I had nostalgia just the other, other day. day. No, I think my nostalgia probably ends with the Xbox 360 era. Okay. So reasonably recent. Would you say about 2011? Yeah. That was yeah, the exact same. date I was thinking. our nostalgia ends at the same year and we're a few years apart age-wise what happened (laughs) you sounded so sad what happened jordan what happened no i'm like serious like 
I'm I don't know. Interested Dark to know. Souls. Dark Souls came out in Dark Souls happened. That's what fucking. It happened. ruined us all. Dark Souls. One of my, it's one of my favorite games of all time. That mm-hmm. fucker ruined it for everyone. That's what it was. It came along and was too good, and just ended everything else. That game is as beautiful, yeah. as soul crushing, and as engaging as the the day I first played it. And that is, mm-hmm. I think why it's one of my favorite games or is probably my favorite game because it's nothing else compares to it in that well obviously apart from dark souls 2 and 3 and bloodborne Mm -hmm. uh, but nothing compares to it for me i don't know if it is nostalgia because obviously i didn't really enjoy playing it at the time because it's a fucking slog yeah but I miss how I feel when I was playing that game because it had such like it had such a specific feeling of like um encouragement when something went well uh defeat when something something went wrong and it was that is such a great game I don't know if that's nostalgia I don't I think know it would be if I'm nostalgic to it I think you are or if Dark Souls took my nostalgia kicked it off a building and then did a plunging attack on it like a no, it did. It took it took your nostalgia and it used it to link the first flame. <laughs> That's what it did. It took it wow. from you like a dark soul. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's yeah, pretty I, neato. <laughs> it is. Oh! Ah! Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I think I was, <laughs> that's gonna hard cut it there. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that yeah. It, that's definitely the point, and I I think you can be nostalgic for that game. Even though it may have been the last one that you were nostalgic, yeah, you are nostalgic for it. I can I can sense that in your tone, and I think Aww. a lot of people are. Uh, I want to just segue briefly because I know we're coming up to the the end oh, of no, the episode. You go, yeah, sorry, I've kind of monopolized um, quite a lot of this. It's okay, my, don't worry. It was it questioning. was your topic. Uh, I just want to bring it over you. to uh, please do to Reddit <laughs> and Facebook because I, I put out yes. to, to the internet and I, I was curious about where people's nostalgia lies in terms of Zelda games because I know that Zelda is obviously one of the biggest game franchises that a lot of people have loved for and yeah. I wanted to know of the new fans from playing Breath of the Wild how Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, obviously the the first of the 3D Zeldas, and even maybe the ones before that, like and you know, Majora's Link to the Mask Past. Is that really bad one, isn't it? Fuck right off! No, it's not. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to know what it was like playing that if you didn't have the nostalgia, because I obviously we were talking about nostalgia goggles, whether they do exist or not. So I wanted to see whether these people enjoyed the games going back and playing it, and the resounding thing that people are saying is that they still enjoyed it completely. They still enjoyed Ocarina of Time. Uh, They still enjoyed Majora's Mask. They felt that this story in those games is a lot more rewarding than in Breath of the Wild, which I can kind of agree with. Like, you're sort of given the entire story at the start of Breath of the Wild, and then you just, you know, you're given all the items and you go. So a lot of people... Breath of the Wild, you're given a stick and a hand glider from an old man. And well, I like, mean, yeah, fucking do, there's do worse ways want. to be set up in the apocalypse. Oh, there they are. ain't got Definitely. anything. <laughs> I forget. I forget that it's a post-apocalyptic game. Yeah, because it's so beautiful. And yeah, maybe we'll look back in a few years and be like, ah, oh, that time when the world was an apocalypse and we had Zelda: The Apocalypse. It was great. Breath of oh. the Wild is an apocalyptic game. 
I've just that's just blown my mind. Yeah, there you go. Well, fucking blow your mind completely. What the actual fuck? Sequel to Fallout, didn't you know? (laughs) (laughs) What, like, uh, what is it? Snowpiercer's the sequel to Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. It is. Like, it definitely fucking is. I I was thinking... I See, I'm making another tangent here again. Like, I was thinking the other day, like, I went out into a town for the first proper time to get me and my girlfriend some nice coffees the other day. And it was the first time since like lockdown that we'd been out, you know, into a town together where we both didn't live. And I found myself feeling nostalgia for the world before lockdown. And I was (laughs) like, outside. Well, I was like, but then afterwards I was like, well, the world was shit before. It's just shitter now. And now, and now I just miss the duty from before. Like, uh, I don't know. fucking optimist, Harrison. Uh, this sounds like something I'd expect me to say, not you. I know. Well, then I've again, become jaded. Again. Yeah, I, I'm very much kind of like people are like, oh, we got to go back to the office soon. I'm like, I fucking hope not. I'm loving this working from home biz. It's yeah. Sick. It's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love I'm your a- your home time. Like, I've, I've been back in the shop this week, which has been quite nice. Yeah. It's mainly just because I can pay bills now. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite nice, I'd imagine, yeah. That's a, a quite a nice I, thing. I enjoy working from home. I don't have to commute. I uh, mm. I, can do what, I can do what I want, basically. We're making a hard <laughs> pivot back. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm getting comfy. You're okay. Okay, yes, but yep. I was just adjusting myself. I had a quick hand yep. shandy while you were talking. <laughs> let's let's move back. <laughs> the wonders of being a podcaster. So this wonderful boy or girl on Twitter, they're called... What? what? I thought it said... It's 10th Avenue. I thought it said Teeth Avenue, and I was like, oh, that's really yeah. gross. That so sounds they said, like the film Teeth. Do not it like... It does. Yeah, do not like that at all. So they said, I can answer this question all happy. I started playing Breath <laughs> of the Wild... Angry. Was it just yeah. exclamation points? It is, yeah. I can answer this question. Maybe it is angry. <laughs> uh, I started playing Breath of the Wild at the beginning of lockdown last year. And prior to that, the only video guy, video games, video games I'd ever played were... That was very Christopher Walken, wasn't it? I, was, I thought it was more Arnie. <laughs> video games. Yeah, I suppose it is. <laughs> video games. Uh, hang on, I'll, I'll try and do it in Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> the only video games... I never been really played with the Pokemon games. Like, he really talks like that, doesn't he? Uh, the quality of Pokemon games has been going downhill over the last few generations, and I was blown away by how much there was to do and explore. The engaging, the fighting mechanics, and the graphics. I thought it was so amazing that I had to try more Zelda games. So I got a kind of time on the 3DS, and I absolutely loved it. Even more than Breath of the Wild. It definitely holds its own against modern titles, to be honest, if I'd played Ocarina of Time first and Breath of the Wild second, I probably would have been less impressed by Breath of the Wild because I think I would have been really disappointed by the dungeons. Ah, there we go. But as ah. I don't know ah, any better at the time, I thought the Divine Beasts and Shrines were cool. Uh, it's definitely not just nostalgia that makes people love Ocarina of Time, however. I then went on to play Skyward Sword next, which I also enjoyed. Great dungeons, but the bits in between were quite tedious and were annoying at times. Again, I think Ocarina of Time holds its own against this game too. I'm planning on playing Twilight Princess next, so I'll have more to report back on, and I'll let you know how I think it compares when I'm done. Twilight Princess, it's a dark one. Yes, that takes place 
in, I actually said it to someone else in this. It, I said it was the spiritual successor to uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And then I was like, well, actually, technically, it literally is the successor because it's in that timeline. Right. It's so, in the Hyrule yeah. Historia. Yeah, yeah. Like, you do meet a character in there that has something to... I'm not going to give spoilers if any of these people listen, because someone has asked on there what the podcast is, so they might listen to this episode. There is a character that you meet that has something to do with the previous games, which is a really cool thing, and you only get that little hint at that character if you complete all the side quests. And then you're like, oh, shit, it all makes sense now. Who is it? I'll bleep it. from Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask as a yeah and he teaches you the sword techniques and when he teaches you the final one he tells you that he was oh shit that's kind of yeah and he's so he's like a big skeleton thing with a missing eye and a a red glowing eye on the other side and cool armor that has all like vines grown through it it's really fucking cool oh Christ that's awesome yeah it's a a very nice little bit of backstory lore you know ooh Uh, oof Big oof. Yeah. That's so going to be a the, long bleep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, just chop it and then like move Look, it out. There's going to be this up. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to read too many of these comments out on the air actually because there's 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 quite a lot. We've had quite a lot of comments back. Uh, so, like I said before the episode began, maybe we'll look at retouching old games and doing episodes about them as like a yeah. nostalgia goggles kind of theme running maybe not call it nostalgia goggles because i don't want it to have the negative connotations of it but just seeing if stuff holds up you know so yeah maybe we'll have a read through of these when we do any of the zelda games possibly maybe i'll do one because i was thinking about playing ocarina of time again myself uh because i haven't okay. played it in a long time so yeah i might do that maybe i'll stream it on the twitch we'll see yeah <gasps> oh my god gasp god gasp surprise gasp one of the other games that got mentioned just briefly before we obviously get onto the outro because we're coming up to an hour uh yeah, is sorry. The... <laughs> <Just gasping more. laughs> my girlfriend mentioned the the insane trilogy of crash yeah. bandicoot because obviously the crash bandicoot games were a lot of people's favorite playstation games yeah and playing the insane trilogy a lot of people had problems and this was He's down not a box to the collider anymore Exactly. That Which is the is exact bullshit. point Why I was is telling. Why capsule, you fucking idiots? And sorry, crash um, should be a box. So for listeners who I really don't didn't know, like his character design. No, he didn't look the best. He looks a lot better in the newest one, I think. In the new game, really does. It's about yes. time. He looks great. Uh, for listeners who don't know what a box collider is, the way that characters interact with objects in a computer game is you have what is called a collider, and it's basically like a bounding box. So if you think, if you're looking at my head on the camera, for anyone on the video. This would be my collider so that anything that comes into here registers as a physical object or if it's yeah. an enemy, your, I'll take damage. Your character or... is actually that box. But yes. it's hidden behind, like, you've got a character mm-hmm. model on top of that. Yeah, the box yeah. is just invisible. So when you're standing on a ledge, the ledge has a box collider and the character has a box collider. And if they're touching, it says that you're standing on a ledge. And if you go right over to the edge, and you remember this from the, speaking of the old Sonic games, which you mentioned before, Jordan... If you're yep. standing right on the edge of a platform as Sonic, he'll do that little like, whoa, like he'll be falling. And that's because the edge of his corner of his bounding box is touching the corner of the collider box with the ground as well. But you can still stand there, even if it's just the corner. It can sometimes look like you're floating on Mario, like he grips on just with the edge of his toe on the original Mario game. If you look, it's quite funny. 
Whereas in the new Crash Bandicoot games, his collider was a capsule shape instead, like a pill. So he didn't have a corner. So if he hit the edge of a platform, he'd slide off. And it wound everyone up because all these levels that they're so used to doing and the jump mechanic that they're so used to with the same arc, the same acceleration into the air when they press the button, they know they should make this platform, but they still don't. And it drove people absolutely insane. Insane! That wasn't even intentional. Ins- absolutely <laughs> insane trilogy. <laughs> Literally insane. Yeah, so... Yeah. There you I go. Agree. That was another one for you. Do you know what's funny? What? I crashed three on my list as well. Mm. No yeah, way. Yeah. Look at that. We're pretty good. Do you want to know look the only one we've actually... The only three we've missed off my list? Go for it. Rugrats Search for Reptar for the okay. PS1. Yeah. Uh, Dawn of War 2. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. Dawn of War Dark Crusade. Yeah. And Castle Crashers. No way. You're nostalgic for that one. That's a cool game. 2008, that came out. I was uh, in high school. Yeah, I remember playing it on the... I was in high school. That's a Flash game. How crazy. Was it a Flash game originally? Yeah, Castle Crashers, The Beard, I think. Oh, I'll play through it again when I have, when I allow people over to my new house. Oh, yeah. Jordan's getting a new house. Drink. Yeah, I'm buying a house. Fun. And he's shaving his beard tomorrow. I'm getting a haircut, yeah. I'm not shaving my beard. Fuck that. Um, You're getting, getting a, a good old Sean, whatever the Sheen. term was. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Sheen, Sheen's where like you trim all the way down, right? That yeah, that's like being shiny. I, I meant like... When you shawn a shawn a sheep, she, shear a sheep. sheep. <laughs> I'm thinking of shawn the sheep. That's when you, that's when yeah. you shawn the sheep. Yes, yes, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna have less hair. It's gonna be great. I'm a hairy boy. I'm thinking uh, of cutting all mine off Let's as well. Let's go. <laughs> Send it to me. My hair. What? Let's Send go. It to you. Right. What? Okay, let's end it there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> I'm definitely just going to get it where it's like, send it to me. What? And then yeah. just cuts. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank Have you very much. Hey, Harrison, where can they find us? They can find us at Grief Burrito everywhere. You can find me at HasWild everywhere. And you can, port- yeah. so you can port us on Patreon. Support us on Patreon at Grief Burrito. And Jordan, where can they find you? At the Mr. John Core, and you can find our friends Lucy and Nick at Lulu underscore Pew. And yep. was it Ruthlessly Ruffles or Ruthlessly It was indeed. Nick? Ruthlessly Nick multiple. on Twitter. Yes. Right, sweet. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you guys. Have a good day, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.